We are glad that you can join us this week. Our message is entitled, The Battle is Real, from our preaching series, I'm Losing My Mind. Now let's go listen to Pastor Tim as he speaks on this topic. He is doing some great things. As I stood there yesterday watching that crowd, this message and this this total message was just ran, rambling through my brain. And how many people in that area and how many people at that 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 place we were meeting are battling with their minds and battling with this this battlefield of the mind that seems to be going on uh, on a constant basis. And again, it just reassured me that we're in God's timing with this message because I don't know anyone who is not battling in their mind in some way. I think it's important that we understand the importance of understanding how powerful our minds are. I was once, this has been years ago, and I am naturally, this may not seem to some, I'm naturally negative. How many know you may not think you are, but naturally you are negative. Because your natural always clings to the negative. Now, some of you do better at not being negative. You have more of a positive personality. Now, see, God has changed me, and through God, I am more of a positive person. But at one time, I had a negative mind. And it could be because of the way I was raised, um, always feeling like, you know, that, that I wasn't. I could do better, and, and you know, I could go into childhood, and we could sit here and say, oh, blame mom and dad and grandma and grandpa for everything, but how many know the only one that's responsible for us right now is us, amen? Give God a hand clap of praise for that. Yes, we've all had issues. Yes, we've had things going on in our lives. Yes, we've been taught certain ways, but here again, it always comes down to the way we think. Look at your neighbor and say, stinking thinking. It always comes down to the way we think. It's how I think that drives me every day. It's what's in my mind that drives me every day. I saw an old video when I was going through old videos of, uh, of people losing their minds and how they do it and, and what happens. And, and, and I'm not one to, I, I don't understand uh, the medical side of things, so I don't spend a lot of time on that. But one of the things that jumped out was a, a, an old uh, drug thing that they used to do on TV. And some of you may see, have seen it before. But it says, a, a, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, God spoke to me and said, a Christian mind is a terrible thing to waste. And today, I want to challenge everybody in this place today, as we go through and we move through the series, that we truly get a grasp of the power of our minds and how important it is to allow God to have our minds, to have the mindset that God wants us to have. You become more powerful even in the world of positivity. I, I, I talked to a doctor not too long ago and I asked him, I said, is it true the things that I read? And he was an oncologist and I said, is it true the things that I read where people who approach cancer in a positive way have better results? And his, it was immediate. His answer was positively, without a doubt, no question. People that enter into things with a positive attitude and a positive mindset 
always accomplish more and do better at the battle they face. And as I put those things together and God began to speak to me and he began to tell me, man, I need Christians with solid minds. I need those who are going to follow me who have a mindset that is hard to break through and Satan cannot play. Uh, there's a message coming up that it's, it's, it's titled Playground or Battleground. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that the devil is doing everything he can to get in our minds and confuse us and cause us to have problems thinking the right way through the scriptures. And I, I want to uh, address that as we go. One of the things I want to do in this first message, I looked up the word mind, and here's what it says. The part of a person that thinks, that reasons, the feels or feels, and is intellect, is the intellect to make decisions. I mean, no, you make decisions in how you think, right? Amen? We all make decisions on the way we think. Now listen to this. The brain or the mind inside of each of our heads is an amazing machine. Even though we all, thank God, some of you are a whole lot smarter than I am, even though we all may not have high IQs, our brain is still an amazing thing. The brain has more information stored in it than 17 million books at the Library of Congress. The brain weighs about an average of three pounds. The brain acts as a filtering system. And everything that happens to a person is processed in the brain or the mind first. Psychologists tell us that the average person has over 10,000 thoughts per day while functioning at a normal capacity through your day. Your mind is still reeling. Your mind is still going. The mind has a direct effect on how we live, how we act, and how we function in this life. How the mind processes things are, is still a mystery to scientists, but the mind is still noticed as, as the most powerful thing that we possess. It's suggested that we only use about 3 to 7% of our minds in our lifetime. Now, I don't know about you, but that amazes me. That you can have Einstein, who is one of the... Lord have mercy, just look what Einstein did. And he still, they say, he still only used about 7 to 10% of his brain, his capacity. Can you imagine what we're carrying around inside of the skull today? We're carrying around a very powerful thing, and sometimes I don't think we defend it enough. Sometimes I don't think we process enough. Sometimes I don't think we think, man, if I go down this road the way I'm thinking, this is really going to turn out bad. And God is calling all of us. No wonder the mind is the most powerful thing we possess. And no wonder Satan wants it. No wonder Satan wants to control it. No wonder drugs and alcohol is the stem or the, the process that the devil uses to get inside the mind and take the mind over. 
No wonder Satan is doing everything he can to stop us. I was watching a, a, a and, and, and I want to share this little story with you. I was watching a, a, a show the other day, and there was a 14-year-old girl sitting on this panel, and she was sitting with her mother and her father, and there was a psychologist, and he was trying to find out what was going on with her. The story went like this. One day she fell. And she was about 12 years old, 12 and a half years old. She fell from a high place. And for some reason, she can't remember past 24 hours. Now, I know some of you saw the last date movie or whatever where the woman, she, every day she couldn't remember what happened yesterday. I'm not talking about that stupid movie, okay? I'm, this is real. This really happened, okay? And, and I sit there and I watch the pain, the pain, on their faces. I watched the pain of the mother and father who had to get up every morning and reprogram her brain. They had to get up every morning and remind her, look, you're not going to understand today because you're not going to remember what happened yesterday and you're never going to remember what happened to you. But every day we have to restart your brain how do you really understand how powerful your brain is? Even in an injury, even though you may not have an injury, but I'm just saying you have a powerful brain. This girl could not remember, but yet she functioned, she could learn, she could do all kinds of things through that day, but once she went to sleep and woke up the next day, she could not remember yesterday. You're talking about a powerful thing to waste. We all have this mind, and I know that the devil is after it. Everything we do starts in the mind. Everything we have in this life started in someone's mind. The chair you're sitting in right now started in somebody's mind. The car you drive in, the car you drove to church today started in somebody's mind. And the place you live started in somebody's mind. The things you use each day, the roads you travel on, the bridges, the skyscrapers, the medicine, the medical industry, the medical equipment, and that wonderful thing called the Internet started in someone's mind. Someone was sitting there and it came across their mind. And all of a sudden, now there's a seed planted in the mind and now the seed begins to grow. Now, I'm saying all this to let you know that Satan is planting seed after seed after seed after seed. He wants things growing in your mind to the place to where he clutters it up to the point to where your mind is so confused that you don't know what end is up. No matter or no wonder, this is the battlefield that Satan is warring against the Holy Spirit to control it. Listen to this. I, I put this in here. The battle is real, folks. It is real. The war is raging for your mind. Satan is ramping up everything he can to keep your mind in a place where he can control it. He's doing everything that he possibly can to keep you uh, where you need to be. You know, God gave us the power over our minds when he created us. Somebody says, well, I don't have control over some of the things that, that I think about. Well, yes, you do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind you of something. You have control over everything you think about. Just because you think it don't mean you need to act on it. Amen? We have the power to choose what we allow to come out of our mind into our lives. 
When God created Adam, he created him with a free will. Somebody said, well, how did he do that? Well, first of all, when he created him, he said, I'm going to make you in my image. I'm going to make you in my likeness. And when, when I'm done with you, I'm going to stand back. And he said, I'm going to be excited about you because guess what? You're going to be different than all the angels. You're going to be different than the animals because I am going to give you the power to choose. So now, here's the power to choose. And guess what happened? Somebody in the garden decided to allow their mind to be spoken to and they chose the wrong thing. And sin came into the world. So again, we have been created to have power over our minds. There are people who have learned to have control over their minds to the place to where they can actually think themselves through pain. There are people like that. You don't think your mind's that powerful? Yes, your mind is that powerful. Because I'm going to tell you what. There are people, and the, de and the doctor told me this not too long ago uh, when, when I was there. I, I had mentioned, I said, I said, man, there's times when I see so much or, or I go somewhere and I, it seems like I, I have a, a, a streak where I go see people dying and they're dying of this certain thing or whatever. And all of a sudden I start having symptoms. Amen? Let me tell you how powerful your mind is. Now see, some people say, well, you can't have the power over, over pain. Let me tell you something. You can have the power to create pain. Uh-oh. Pastor, you went the wrong way on me that way. And he looked at me and he said, let me tell you something. Every doctor's a liar if they tell you this. He said, we go to a series... And it lasts about a year, but we go through a series of symptoms. Understanding symptoms. So that when we hear people tell us what's going on, we hear symptoms and we begin to break those symptoms down and we know what direction to start looking uh, into their problem. And he said, every time we go through that series of symptoms, we start having the same symptoms. Because our mind is being programmed. Satan is programming, trying his best to do everything he can. In the New Testament alone, listen to this, in the New Testament alone, over 60 references to the mind and the importance of thinking right. Over 60 times it's mentioned in the New Testament to think right. Have control over your mind. Move your mind in the right place. I put some of them down here. Philippians 2.5, if you want to write them down. Tells us that we should have the mind that is in Christ. In other words, we should think, respond, react, process things that happen, and make decisions just like Christ did. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 tells us that he, we should fix or set our minds on the things above and not on the thoughts and things of this world. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says this. It tells us that if we want the peace of God in our lives, we must train our minds to think on positive things and tear down all the negative thoughts that come into our minds. 
I say this all the time. If you want control of your mind, if you want God to have control of your mind, if you feel like you're losing your mind today, I'm going to tell you right now, the number one thing that you're going to have to start doing is fight the devil on his, at his onslaught. As soon as he speaks negative to you, you need to start speaking the word of God. As soon as he lays that seed of negativity in your mind and in your heart, and you begin to start thinking in a negative way, you need to turn that thing right around and say, no, that's not God. God doesn't do things like that. God says, I am who I am. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I'm on top. I'm not the, on the bottom. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. It takes time. That thing on the onslaught. As soon as Satan comes after you, you know, we're going to read. Go with me to Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to share, I'm going to share four things with you you need to take with you today. The key to success in gaining control. See, here's what, here's what I want to uh, get across uh, before I get into this. The Holy Spirit just shared this with me. You have three, we have three wills working. When I say wills, I'm not talking about W-H-E-E-L-S. I'm talking about W-I-L-L-S, wills. We have three wills working. I have my will. Uh -huh. Amen? Y'all do too. Uh -huh. Some of you are shaking heads. Some of you are like, eh. yeah, no, you have your own will. You, you got, God gave you your will. You, you have things you like, things you desire, things you want. You have a will in your life. And then God's will... Somebody asked me, well, what's God's will? We don't know. Come on, we do know. This is the will of God right here. Amen. We know what God's will is. And then we have Satan's will. Those three things are warring. Brother Pete went there. Those three things are constantly warring. I don't know about you, but when you get up in the morning, it's, it, the battle is on. As soon as you begin to get your conscience and get yourself together and go out in the world that you live in, and, and maybe it's your job or maybe it's just going out in your, your daily routine, somehow, way, the war begins between those three wills. What I want, what God wants, and what Satan wants. That battle is going on, and that battle is constantly in our minds. It is in a place to where we have to think ourselves through it. We have to take what's going on inside our head and we have to process it and we have to channel it and we have to control it. Now, there's these things I want to share with you. The key to success in gaining control of our minds, I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to say this. I need a made-up mind. You need a made-up mind. There's nothing worse than a wishy-washy. Have you ever got around somebody that can't, that they're too intellectual and they can't, and I'm not picking on anybody because I'm that way too But at times in my life. But have you ever got around somebody and they just cannot make a decision because they just, their, their mind's all over the place. Well, if I do this, this will happen. If I do that, this and, and, and six weeks later, they still don't have a decision made. That's because they haven't made up their mind. This is what I'm doing. And God is looking for a group of people, His followers, to have a made-up mind. God, I refuse to allow Satan to have any control over how I think. And that's where God is taking us today. I thought about David and Goliath. Man, you're talking about a made-up mind. 
The Bible says that when Goliath stood and challenged uh, uh, the, the Israelites, guess what? The Bible says David ran. No, he didn't say, man, I don't really want to do this. He didn't stand behind Saul and say, Somebody, man, I guess I'll go do this. No, he had a made-up mind that he was going to accomplish what God told him he would accomplish, and he ran to the battle. So now we have David and Goliath. We have so many stories. I, I started writing some down. The, the Hebrew boys, as they stood in front of that fiery furnace, my friend, let me tell you, there wasn't no, there wasn't no sitting around wondering whether we should do this, whether we should do that. No, they had a made-up mind. They're going to follow God. Nothing's going to change it. They even looked at the king and said, look, even if God don't save us, we don't care. We're still going to follow him. We're still going to trust him. Daniel, as he looked down in that lion's den with those hungry lions, guess what? He couldn't be wishy-washy, folks. He had to have a made-up mind that no matter what happened in the lion's den, I know God is God and He's who He says He is and He does what He says He's going to do. Then I looked at Joshua at Jericho. I looked at, at Paul so many times in his life. He had to have a made-up mind to get things accomplished and get things done and not allow Satan to control our lives. I'm tired of being a pastor and watching the Christian world just being out there fluttering around and the devil controlling them and leading them into depression and into oppression and into all this problem and that problem because they don't take the word of God and make up their mind, I'm not letting Satan do this to me. Okay, breath. Paul's helpful hints. Here we are in 12. I'm, gonna read, uh, I'm just going to read 1 and 2 because th this will give us enough to finish this today. Here's what it says. And when you read the Word of God, I want you to really read it. Paul says these words when he starts out. I beseech you. If you look that up and go all the way back to the Greek and all the way back to the Hebrew, you're going to find out Paul was basically saying... Guys, ladies, I beg of you, listen to me. I'm begging you, listen to me, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I want you to grab a hold of that. I love that commercial. Well, I'm okay at this. Anybody seen that one? Where they go in and the break guy says, well, we're okay at breaks. I love that commercial. Because I feel like that sometimes. And, and this one really jumps off. We can't just be okay. we got to really get in there and be what we need to be in God. Amen? I don't want to take my breaks to somebody and then look at me and say, well, I'm okay. We have a saying around here, uh, if the breaks don't stop you, something will. Oh, wow. We need more definition. We need more truth. We need more. Okay, so here we are. It's our reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. He's warning them. Be careful. Being conformed to this world is going to be a big problem for you. But be transformed. 
be changed, be different, be weird, be crazy, be different, be transformed by the what? Say it. Renewing of what? Your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now we're talking about the will of God. Not talking about your will, not talking about my will, not talking about the devil's will. He's talking specifically about if you want to do and be in the will of God, it takes a renewing of your mind. And somebody says daily, I say hourly in the world we live in. You need a renewing of your mind just about hourly in the world we live in. But it takes that renewing in your mind if you want to be transformed and changed in the situation that you're in. It amazes me when I counsel certain people and they have the same problem that has held on for three years and they keep coming back and I keep telling them what to do and they keep going out and doing the same thing over and over again. And Einstein said to do it over and over again and come out with the same result is what? Insanity. There are times I don't understand if you're going to do something, it's going to take change. It's going to take looking and finding out what do I need to do to change my situation. Part of the problem in the church world today, the way people are living and living in the lower standards of what God wants them to be is the way we think. No doubt in my mind, it's the way we think. And God is going to help us with that today. Paul's words will help us. Number one, take this with you when you leave today. Number one, make up your mind to sacrifice everything to God. I put the word sacrifice in there because God spoke to me and he said, listen to me. Until you surrender your mind to me, you will constantly battle the problems of this world. Until you release your mind and surrender your thinking to God, you will continue to fight the battle with Satan. And probably, folks, we will lose more than we win. And God gave me that word sacrifice because guess what? It takes sacrifice to surrender your mind to God. Now let me tell you something. You're not, some of you may not like this, but this is what God gave me and I wrote them down. You're going to have to sacrifice some people. Y'all can just, you know, I don't get paid a lot, but you're not going to take away what you're giving me, okay? But don't be mad at Pastor because Pastor just is following what the Holy Spirit said. And God spoke to me not too long ago and he told me, you've got some people in your life that you need to separate yourself from. because it, And it's going to take a sacrifice, but you need to separate yourself from them because guess what they're doing? They're getting inside your head and they're causing some problems. And you're thinking and starting to stink and thinking. And there are people that we need to look at and it takes a sacrifice when someone's in your life and they're destroying your mind and they're getting you in a mindset that's in a constant negative mode. That person, you need to either go to God and say, God, either you save them or kill them. Because too many times we allow people Joy, son. 
Anybody got joy suckers in your life? Man, God can move in a special way, man. You come home. Man, Sunday was awesome. God moved, man. He spoke to me. Oh, Lord, I get to work, and guess what? Here comes all the suckers. Joy suckers. Latching on your arm, latching on your neck, just sticking everywhere they can. Like You look like a magnet with stuff just sticking to you because them joy suckers is everywhere. Now you say, well, I, I work with them. I can't, I can't separate myself from them. I work with them. There's a way to separate yourself from them and not listen to that negative stuff and have them tear you down and get your mindset all messed up. And, and again, I don't want to stay on this too long, but listen to me. It takes sacrifice sometimes when we look at the people in our lives and have to say, God, this, this, you need to take this person because I can't. Well, Pastor, you don't know. Uh, if it's so and so, and they're so close to me. My, I, and I, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you who you need to do. I'm telling you to go to the Holy Spirit and have the Holy Spirit show you. I, I, I did the same thing. The Holy Spirit showed me because I don't want a mindset like that. Right. I want a positive mindset. Right. And if somebody was coming and spreading poison all over your food, you would need it, right? And that's what's happening. Sometimes they're spreading poison right inside that head of yours. And all of a sudden now you've got all this poison in your head. Thinking negative. Thinking the wrong direction. It can't even be positive. Pastor's done with that. Second thing in this sacrifice. You may have to sacrifice things you love to do. Then the third one, that's in, it's still in the first, it's, we're still in the first sacrifice part. This third one I want you to grab hold of. It's going to take hard work. You know what? I'm tired of hard work. You, are you going to be honest this morning? You're going to sit there and act like, oh, no, I love to work hard. <laughs> I wish I love work. But I don't like, I don't really like working hard. Somebody said, well, work smarter, don't work harder. I'm thinking, oh, sh shut up. You don't even know what we're doing. Sometimes, how I many know you can be working as smart as you can, but it's still hard work? Amen? I'm tired of hard work, but God spoke to me and said, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. You think the battle's really difficult? It's going to take some hard work to sacrifice so that God gets control of our minds. The second thing here... Join us for Sundays at the Sanctuary, 10.30 in the morning, as we dive deeper into our preaching series, I'm Losing My Mind. Our church information will be on the screen. And remember at the Sanctuary, you have a safe place.